God damn, my heartburn is perhaps worse than your <laughs> I could worse than your ass burn. <laughs> Nobody will understand the misery of when it comes up both ways. <laughs> just no, no, just no relief either way. I could do an entire podcast on heartburn. All the various kinds, <laughs> all the various foods that give it to you, uh, all the various remedies. I could talk for hours and hours about it. Maybe one day. <laughs> Not today. Well, speaking of uh, physical health and well-being, uh, you're looking at two vaccinated, fully vaccinated individuals, uh, Antonia hey. and myself. We, well, we got two weeks or something left to go. That's true. I do feel much better after spending two days in the bed. I gotta say, because I, I just it took me out. I, Were y'all down that bad after that shot? I was I was pretty down. I mean, I didn't have. I don't think I ever ran a fever. I didn't. Actually, I did have a little bit of chills that first night, but it was mostly just for me feeling so weak, so tired. I had and just kind of achy. Yeah. I I had a fever, and um, it fed into some general paranoia. And so Monday night, so earlier in the day on Monday, I had read this story. You know how there's the the COVID long haulers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, what's that mean? Oh, people who. Long term, continue disease. to have health, yeah, yeah, chronic illness. I read this story of a long hauler who got COVID and or a COVID person who had the long, anyways. Uh, and, and one of her long haul symptoms was that she said she felt like a totally different person now, she felt like her personality had been swapped out with someone else's, did not even feel like the same person anymore, what? which raises all kinds of it. Uh, which raises all kinds of issues. For example, what is the per- the self? What is a personality? How do you define an identity? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> well, it does make sense if there's like a neurological component to this. And if Adam Curtis, to be believed, we have all these selves floating around in our brain, but we only tap one of them. Maybe the virus sort of like just nudges one out and they just kind of swap out. That would be wild as shit, wouldn't it? I tell you what, after a year of isolation, it don't sound that bad. Just getting a whole new one. I'm sick of this bitch. <laughs> I, I could use a whole new roommate, honestly. At this point, <laughs> let's shake things up a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fuck. Well, thirty-five years in, I'll have another thirty-five with somebody else. <laughs> fuck it. We have a new character on the show, everybody. She's in yeah. Tanya's body. <laughs> that would be so. Hold- that would be so wild whole new hoe i mean <laughs> at this point i literally i've i've well, there are worse fates man what if you were rebirthed as like this like chaste demure sort of like <laughs> very reserved person and, and you're like you're like used. and you don't really even know how you got on this show just people tell you you've been doing a show and you're just like uh it, i'm just if, disgusted if you don't if you don't understand the words he just said just think of the way you currently are and then flip it to its exact opposite okay. <laughs> Ch- what did you say chaste and demure yeah i do i think I do. not I just think the I perpetually horny savage uh outgoing like <laughs> boisterous type you're just like this quiet reserved like sort of prude <laughs> that hates witchcraft that's what i'm gonna be when i finally 
I think that's what I'm going to be when I finally get the right cocktail of meds, when I finally get my ADHD under control and a few other things I've had lingering for, you know, a couple decades. When I finally get the right on the right cocktail, mm. I might just be quiet from here on out, just listening for the rest of my days. <laughs> uh, that'd probably save me that's a lot of heartache for. if I just adopt the same thing. Yeah. I've been trying it for years and I haven't full, I haven't got there yet. My doctors keep telling me it's coming. They're like, "Well, just keep taking the these mood stabilizers. We're going to give you some SSRIs and they, they just keep telling me and I've not reached stability yet." So, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, I told my doctor I wanted some other solution cuz I cuz I what not horny enough. <laughs> you not horny enough. <laughs> Yeah, you post what, what, ex- what exactly were you shooting for there in terms of horniness? I know it sounds weird, but I don't know. I'm blocked off. I'm I'm kind of horny for myself, but not really horny for other people at this point. I've been there. Just, Which is that's why we all should that's be the safest. after. That's the maybe that's the safest bed at this point. But also, like, proof that you do love yourself after spending all year with yourself and all you want to do is be with yourself. <laughs> That's true. The dogs woke me up barking last night and I had to come to go back to sleep. Uh, something, that, although I will say something was going crazy around on the holler last night, like up here. Uh, every dog on the mountain went ape shit at about one forty-five this morning. And I fell asleep at 11 o'clock. I mean, I was already in full rim by then. These motherfuckers went bananas, <laughs> and my dogs started going crazy in the bed. And I don't know what I—I wasn't gonna let them outside. I was like, "Y'all gotta shut up! I ain't letting you out there. There might be a fucking ten bears and fucking pack of coyotes. I don't know what's going on out there." But they would not stop, and finally, Sassy had to go. But my new puppy—I haven't decided exactly what the deal is. But when Sassy freaks out, when there's like seemingly an emergency situation, Sassy runs to it. She is like on site, needs to be like Lassie. That's why she's missing an eye. Yeah, exactly. Um, Ruby, when Sassy goes nuts or some other dogs pop off, when shit pops off, there's gunshots. She runs to me and she sits up alert. And I'm yet to figure I love it. And and, but last night when I was asleep, that's what woke me up. She came and sit on my fucking head. She literally came (laughs) and like laid down on top of me. And I, hey, dumbass, something's going on out there. Hello, <laughs> but I haven't figured out quite if it's to protect me right. or f- for me to protect her. What do you think? Probably mutual. We can we'll yeah. protect Strength each other. Strength in numbers. I'm gonna I'm gonna assume it's to protect me. I like that better. Yeah, it definitely is. But like the side effect is like, uh, yeah, I get some protection in this too. Yeah, I think it's. I mean, I think it's smart. It, I mean, I didn't realize it until Ruby started doing it, but Sassy is fucking psycho for literally running into anything that seems suspect. Just sprinting headfirst into it. After 12 years, that's still her instinct. Man, I tell you, I, I, I kind of like that in a dog. I had a dog, uh, a little gray pit bull that this son of a bitch stole off of me, and I know who it was, and if I ever catch him out. It's on sight. It's on sight. But... Uh, <laughs> I'll never forget, man. We were on a hike, and this, you know, like when you go up to, like, uh, um, Bad Branch, and, like, you know where, like, all the snakes are up there as you get closer to the falls? Yeah. 
snakes I've still yet to see. This yeah. snake crawled out. It was just a copperhead, but this snake rolled right out in front of us. <laughs> just the copperhead. And, and he just went over there and snatched that motherfucker up with his mouth and snapped it like that and threw it with his head. I was Holy like, what shit. the fuck? Just obliterated. Just boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Threat annihilated just immediately. Yeah. Well, so. the way we got here is I was talking about COVID long haulers. <laughs> Sassy. And then we went into the love of a good dog. <laughs> yeah. Well, I was talking about ch- changing personality. The way that COVID long haul symptoms are, one of them could be a changed personality, a changed identity. So, anyways, that was on my mind monday or tuesday night when i had a fever from the vaccine and so i started thinking like my mind started racing naturally and and i and i really started to think you know how everything has just been so literal and surreal and there's no subtext left to anything ever since you know basically trump got elected it's just yeah all of our fears just keep coming true and the worst just keeps happening and and so i applied that to the vaccine and I really did have a couple hours where I had gone down this sort of train of thought that I had convinced myself that the vaccine really was some sort of deep state, like, mind control thing or like, you know what I mean? Like that this was... Parents. Well, I mean, but, but it's not a completely unfounded, though. I, I feel like, in my defense, it's not completely unfounded. The CIA has used vaccines... For example, to find Osama bin Laden, uh, they've you know vaccinated tons of people uh, uh, just to be able to find his blood type so that they could find him. They, uh, you know, they've experimented on other people. Point being is that what if, just like every other thing in our current reality, it's just another example of our greatest fears actually being true. The conspiracy not being a conspiracy, but well, I guess it would be a conspiracy, but not a conspiracy theory, but like a, you know, conspiracy fact. What if? That's all I'm saying. I'm imagining you, while you're postulating all this, I'm imagining you just sweating, laying in bed and watching Frank <laughs> Vincent bludgeon uh, Joe Pesci to death with a baseball bat in casino. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, that's what it is, man. They're trying to find Osama Bin Laden. <laughs> Yeah, what, so, go, tell me more about what you, because I, I think it's probable that I don't know enough about <clears throat> what people think the vaccine, Well, like all the conspiracies about the vaccine, so tell me more about what you were actually worried about last night. I was worried about... This is why, last night, just uh, for everybody, he told us he probably couldn't do the show, he's too sick. <laughs> <laughs> so this is the head you're in, you're like, show's over, folks. <laughs> Y'all feel good today? I do. I by yesterday I was feeling a lot better. I worked in the garden last night and felt I like had a boost of energy. Felt real good. I feel fine. <laughs> um, but what? Okay, so like I guess the prevailing theory there's several probably. There's like the Bill Gates microchip thing, and then I think a, mm-hmm. a part of it overlaps with like the anti-vaxxer, you know, giving autism and things. So like perhaps mine was a little bit of both of those ideas. Because I was thinking about how COVID changes your personality. It can change who you are fundamentally. And so what... So then the vaccine could potentially do that too. Yeah. 
Because what the fuck even is COVID, really? I mean, well, we, we don't. We cl- we literally don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's weird. It's it's strange. It's just it's like a a vascular disease that travels through the respiratory path. So it's like it's kind of like rabies in a weird sense. You know what I mean? Like in the fact that it's like a virus that travels the central nervous system as opposed to the bloodstream. It's like it's kind of an an anomaly in a, in some ways. But what it well, reproduces in the respiratory system? Yeah, I guess right. But it's like mostly a vascular disease. Yeah, yeah. That 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 was like the common early misconceptions is that it was only respiratory. But so here's another piece of this. Well, one though, I've I have heard that one of the conspiracies specifically around bill gates is that it like makes you gay or something (laughs) were you afraid you'd be gay you're gonna wake up gay no uh (laughs) i mean if that was the case gayer gay uh, i was gonna say it doesn't you're pretty twinky (laughs) um but here i mean obviously we're not scientists we're no fauci but let's let's surmise for a moment the thing about this pandemic that I feel like I keep coming back to, but I don't actually hear people talking about that much. I mean, in the early days, this was compared to the flu a lot, as in people saying that it wasn't a big deal because we're already used to the flu. But the thing with the flu is like that was the last pandemic we dealt with was the flu. And every year people die from the flu and we have to like we don't have to, but there's a vaccine every year that is only so effective against like against the flu every year and pe- and i've had the flu multiple times in my life um and it feels like that's just what this is going to become like we're all going to end like covid is going to be literally exactly like the flu as in we're going to have to get new vaccines every year if we if we want as an option we're uh, and our our like likelihood of getting it is going to be more every year like we're and we can get it multiple times but it and it still feels like we don't know that much about the flu because it changes every fucking year and so even the current from what i understand even the stop me if i'm completely off base here <laughs> but even if the as you all would but even as the current vaccine the percentage like the current vaccine's like supposed to be 94 96 percent effective right right that's way higher than any flu shot most flu shots are like in the 70s i think well sometimes lower than that it depends some years yeah. it's like 18 percent. some years it's 80 percent. you know yeah yeah it's just all and based so, on a guess yeah i haven't heard medical professionals say this i feel like everyone just keeps talking about the end of the pandemic like our like like i watched the news yesterday morning and they had fauci and the woman who's over the cdc on there and some biden guy and they were talking about how we have we we haven't turned a corner on the pandemic, but we have approached the corner. And whether we turn the corner is up to us. Still, like all this shit they keep saying. I hate these I just, any of these motherfuckers that put it on personal responsibility, and they will not acknowledge their failures over the last couple of years. Yeah, I hate that shit. And acknowledge the. I mean, obviously these are their failures, but acknowledge the failures of the fucking governors. This like states' rights shit has just like boiled up in such a sick a sick fucking way i mean i i mean i'm not trying to like i don't know i don't want to wade into those waters unless <laughs> like, you sound like a lost causer <laughs> yeah but like, well it's just 
you know, it's the balance of like, I really want local economies or whatever, but I also know like we need a centralized planning body. Like we are too far gone for local uh, dokes to be like, yeah, we're just going to fix this with a fucking solidarity economy and we're going to trade fucking Ugh. buck knives well, and dig ourselves out of capitalism. Like we go- we're going to have to have a swift fucking centralized planning unit to at this point, you know? Yeah, well, it's funny that everybody that like uh, you know talks about the like the Civil War was about states' rights and not slavery, like the autonomy of the states and all that kind of stuff. And it's like, well, guess what? Let's let's just let's just say for argument's sake, you're correct. It's still a problem. <laughs> yeah, like obviously, and so now it's very clear. Obviously, commerce is still moving freely across these totally ridiculous imaginary borders and like me i got vaccinated before my mother who is 60 almost 60 years old and works in a grocery store every day how the fuck you know what i mean like this just has made no sense yeah because she's because she's literally she literally lives an hour away from me across an imaginary border where the governor is a complete fucking psycho and has been hoarding vaccines yeah um i think like the fact that i'm even (laughs) was even questioning momentarily that this might be some sort of government mind control program granted i was not in my right mind but at the same time i i still sort of feel that way just in the sense that like since you can't trust anything you uh i mean like for, the, for example as you just pointed out like how do they know that this is 90% 96% effective but like the flu shot we can't even get down to that level of precision why is covid have all these attenuating symptoms like i read this thing the other day about the ceo of texas roadhouse recently committed suicide because he got covid and he was had a long term tinnitus right? a long haul yeah, he's yeah. a long hauler, and he had tinnitus so bad that he killed himself, like a ringing in his ears from COVID. And, like, what are—there's COVID toes, you know, there's these neurological—what the fuck is this? Does it just wreak havoc on the body? Like, Well, I mean, they—my neighbor, I guess she's a long hauler. I mean, I, they've just started using this language, but, like, she got COVID in literally in November— and is still on oxygen like she's had to, she she's my age she's like a couple years older than me and she literally has ha- has like oxygen tanks at her house now yeah i'm not like i i can imagine someone listening to this and be like well i'll tell you what it is it's an rna virus with blah 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 and like i know that i'm not i'm not a fucking idiot i understand what viruses are and how they work and and that this is probably or originated in some sort of fucked up you know capitalist industrial farming practice i get all that the point I'm trying to make is, since it was clear from day one we didn't have any preparation or way to deal with this, how can we fully trust the vaccine thing? And I guess my larger point there is, I kind of understand why people would be skeptical. I definitely understand why people would be skeptical. Sure, yeah. I mean, at this point, I've short of like full QAnon psychosis, anything anyone says to me, I'm like, why not? Fuck, who knows? I mean, this is the E-crisis. <laughs> Argue with you, shit. Well, I got the lady at the fucking fruit stands. Like the government released this on it for population control, and I was like, "Hell yeah, sis!" Yeah, here's 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 the the, I mean the thing too. Like just this is this isn't even a reach. This is just objective fact. 
if Donald Trump said on February 2nd to Bob Woodward, this thing's aerosol spread and way worse than we even think it is on February 2nd, I, my my presumption is that uh, the good Dr. Anthony Fauci probably knew about that too because he probably told Trump that or was part of the people that told him that. And in March, when the lockdown happens, they're still saying, oh, if you're not sick, you don't need a mask. Like, that's a deliberate lie. Yeah. Like, I get, like, they're trying not to, like, cause this, like, big panic or whatever, but, like, uh, if you go to the doctor and you have cancer, the doctor should probably tell you that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, there, we now know that there were conversations at the federal level about how a mask should go out with that first stimulus check. When was that? When did the first stimmy come? June, Summer. I think. April? May? Yeah. Oh, was it June? Like was it that yeah, late? It was definitely. It was, I, yeah. There should have been a fucking mask sent to everyone. And they literally decided not to because it would cause panic. Right. What more panic could there fucking be? Well, that was like Trump's excuse too, right? With all of it, he was like, oh, I just didn't want to cause an uproar. (laughs) What? Also, I forgot to mention... Much to do about nothing. I forgot to mention this to you. After the first vaccine I got, I got something called COVID arm. I forgot to tell you about this. Tell you guys about this. Like, about two weeks after I got my first vaccine, the, the the site on my arm where they stuck me at became swollen and red and raised and i shit you not the fucking hole oh like reopened oh, yeah it like i like sw- in rabies dude like the fucking like i swear to god i squeezed it this is disgusting i sorry but seriously like i was so freaked out about this and so i called the place where i got the vaccine and they were like well just keep an eye on it i'm like what the fuck are you talking about like i was so (laughs) weirded out about this that i was adamantly not going to get my second vaccine but my girlfriend talked me into it did you take take your next vaccine in the other arm no i did it in the same one we'll see what happens fucking covid arm i know again you're gonna turn to a werewolf (laughs) yeah again i'm sure that somebody like will be listening to this like well the there's particulate that gets under the subcutaneous layer of the skin and blah, blah, blah. I mean, it's just like, I I know. However, this was not explained to me. And why the f- that doesn't happen to me when I get flu shots. And there's already paranoia and fear around COVID. Uh, my point being is that... I know. It is crazy. <laughs> Sorry, I interrupted you. No, I, but my point being is that you're not crazy. You're not insane if you think that this is like fucking mine. There's plenty of precedents for this. Like, I just think, just in the event that you do go down the same rabbit hole, it's totally fine. <laughs> <laughs> I accept you. <laughs> it, is, it is just wild that I would never have thought we'd be sitting here, you know, a year later anti-vaxxers we're not we're obviously not but we all got vaxxed we're not anti-vaxxers i know but we we also are just saying like the the like people the people that get derided as insane and weirdos and freaks there's actual precedence for these things like like the reason we don't know the natural history of most diseases is because after the tuskegee syphilis experiments they said huh Actually, it is kind of unethical to like just let people just be ridden with disease for our own right. experiments. You know what I mean? Right. Like that. Like this government has done that to human beings. Right. Well, yeah. And MK are- Ultra is a real fucking thing. You know what I mean? And, and imagine what they're doing to people locked up on the border right now. I, I don't even want to wade into it, but 
you know, I, it's just there's they're bound to be using those people for like it's just sick what's yeah. happening, and there's no doubt in my mind that they are using all of these caged fucking bodies at the border for some experimental shit. Well, that might be a, a good pivot point. Um, did you guys see the, the the? So I guess did you guys see where the U.S. embassy? in haiti tweeted out like do not come did y'all see that like they used oh yeah from biden yeah it's like so i mean what it was just based on something biden had said in the past but um like Biden, do not come to haiti do not come to america from haiti i love that Um, i love that like you know democrats ran on the melting pot and you know land of opportunity and blah 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 blah. and now we're just like closed borders people because they're scared to death to alienate republicans on immigration (laughs) yeah i mean the biden administration this is according to the guardian has so far deported more haitians in a few weeks than the trump administration did in a whole year with the use of a highly controversial Trump-era public health order denying asylum seekers basic legal rights, uh, um, yeah. Is this is this are... like is this like Biden still in that like antiquated Haitians have AIDS mindset? Could be. I mean, Biden has literally said that. I mean, Biden has what? Biden has literally. He... It actually might have been Biden that said that. <laughs> I mean, no, I mean, there's, I found a video of him the other night saying, um, what, if Haiti just quietly sank into the Caribbean, it wouldn't matter a lot. I mean. Oh my God. Man, I am, I'm listening to that David Graeber book about debt. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. His book about debt. And uh, he talks about like sort of just the cruel fucking irony of like, all these countries of the world that that like we pour in our altruism to and now we're like you know relief money and all this stuff and then like liberals like biden kick their feet back and just like why can't they get it together and it's like it's because like basically these like european countries like france and places these colonial powers were like usurers to these places and like shackled them with this like fake concept and like they're like Madagascar is still paying France for a mess that France made in Madagascar. Right. <clears throat> and like Haiti is like one of those like absolutely like one of those places that's like these like rich liberals need it to exist in like absolute squalor because of uh you know, so they can say like, Oh well we're doing like that was Clinton the whole Clinton Foundation's big thing was Haiti stuff. Yeah. But I'm That's with, so weird. I was literally having to watch David Graeber fucking YouTube videos last night. Yeah, I'm I'm weighing in my mind whether I want to go in on some dipshit who said that I was shilling for Biden and deleted his Patreon <laughs> as a result. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Um, That's fine, man. I, th- the point, though, and this is related to the Haiti thing, the point is that the Biden administration can do social democratic policies and it not threaten their larger, like, ethno-state uh, or immigration, you know, uh, aims or, or whatever. And uh, and so my point in saying that was, wh- what does that say about your politics? If it can be co-opted by the liberals, I mean, it's an interesting thought experiment. Um, I wasn't defending Biden, and, and if you read this thing about Haiti... 
Uh, this is a fucked up. Uh, this is a terrible person. <laughs> like basically, Trump with a with a nicer uh, set of uh, manners and stays out of the public. Essentially, don't you want to get back to a politics you don't have to think about? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What were you doing shilling for Biden, Terrence? What was it? Yeah, you should have known, man. <laughs> How are you shilling? I, I stay shilling. That's all I do is shill. <laughs> um, well, oh, on that note, um, another thing I had on my list to kind of talk about talk about today to talk about the just sort of hollowness of liberal politics is um, like Bill Clinton and Kamala Harris are. Uh, oh my god! <laughs> they're so holding. <laughs> What is it, Tom? Are they holding a conference for like a... They're holding us a Clinton Global Initiative Summit on the international treatment of girls. Yeah, and women. Yeah. And women, yeah. Yeah. So this was Clinton's idea, and that's why he's involved? I, I tell you, I, the only thing I can figure this out is this is another one of those mind control things. <laughs> I mean, I mean, seriously. It just, it just, how did no one tell him, namely his wife, this is a terrible idea? Or namely, the vice president of the United well, States. Well, that's what I was going to say. I mean, Kamala Harris, I mean, like. She has agreed to this. <laughs> Listen, I've been deprogrammed and I've been out of Clinton world for about eight years now. But I'm curious if they, if like this is as like patently insane to people as it is, like it's, I mean, particularly like sort of in the Me Too era, like if this is just as insane to like normal liberals as it is to like us, like how does this man have a public life? Yeah, and it's all, and it's also as if it's also as if like he's just taunting people with that. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it, it is, it is like. You know, it, it's just, it, yeah, it's, I was reminded recently, Monica Lewinsky was 22 years old. Right. We, uh, years ago, like, I, I mean, I just, think about the 22-year-olds in your life that you know. And how scary, like, I wouldn't want any of them to be in a room with Bill Clinton. <laughs> you know, it's just like. Uh, it's 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 impossible to even describe in words how insane how just complete buffoonery just absolute fucking what'd you say tom mind control it is it's weird it's like it's almost like the literal equivalent of like uh gary glitter's summit on like uh child trafficking or some shit you know what i mean it's it is like just so fucking perverse it's just insane i mean this man was literally tied to epstein well not only that the guy has like like very credible rape allegations from the 70s still like you know what i mean or maybe from the 80s rather and he's not just some random guy he was the president he was the yeah he was the governor of arkansas when all that stuff went down but like i mean like even like listen let's say let's say let's just say that 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 those allegations are trumped up or something like the man still is not like the mouthpiece to be talking about 
<laughs> you know, like the treatment of women. You know what I mean? Do they do they think this is a part of redeeming him? Is this his redemption story? I think I think what it is, I think it's just like I think what it like I, it's hard to articulate. But like when you're really in that sort of democratic like sort of mainstream liberal machine, like none of these people can do any wrong. Do you know what I mean? Like I know there's probably ardent Clinton supporters that are like you know like, you know those people, like, that pop up on Twitter and is like, he was just getting a blowjob. That's between, you know, all that kind of shit. <clears throat> and uh, I think there's just some people that just cannot conceptualize of, like, like the president is above reproach. I mean, we saw this with, like, the Trump impeachment. Oh, yeah. Like, like they think holding a former president accountable sets a dangerous precedent for the, all the dominoes to fall. You know what I mean? Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. And Clinton just benefits from that, you know? Yeah, I, I remember... Do you guys remember how people thought he was an absolute genius for convincing Trump to run? I mean, people, that gets lost. People don't talk about the fact that he was literally the person that convinced Trump to run in 2016. Remember how people thought that that was genius? I remember multiple Wait, people saying against that. Against Hillary? Yeah, I remember multiple people saying, like, he's the Jedi master of politics. Like, he's going to get, like, creamed. And it's just like, <laughs> that just gets wow. memory hold. <laughs> I don't remember. I don't have any memory of that at all. Now, listen. Just consider this sort of like barren, like viral, disease-laden landscape that we find ourselves in now. That we're all <laughs> trying, like, futilely to carve out a little joy with the news of the vaccine and everything. This is the wages of Clintonism. All of this stuff. This is this is the complete abdication of doing any sort of meaningful politics and saying, well, the tech companies and stuff can take it from here on out. We'll just continue to run for office and get these donations and everything. But essentially, it's like the Zuckerbergs and the Bezoses and the Mark Cubans of the world that are in charge now. You know, yeah. and look where it's gotten us. That, that's why they call him the... That's an interesting thing. It's why they call him like the Jedi Master of politics. You know, it's like why people attribute that stuff to him because he was just in the right place at the right time you know i mean any president could have been the president in the 90s and they would have been heralded as the best president ever it's just like yeah if fucking uh joseph mingala would have been the president he would have been heralded as like a fucking genius and the yeah yeah Yeah, it's exactly that he just benefits from the fucking time and then the other thing too about the clinton man i got so many embarrassing fucking facebook Statuses about like Clinton's speech at the like the DNC <laughs> and like host, and I'm just like, man, I was really all in on that shit at one point, right? And I, it's like you just go and deconstruct it, and it's just like there's just nothing there. It's just like vapid, you know. It's just vapor. And Tom, when you first moved back, you wore suits every day. <laughs> I would still do that. I like wearing a suit. Um, I thought that was your just your Clinton era mindset. Well, it was just. Anyway, it's like there, but it's and it's like like remember like the I miss Bill shit. Uh-huh. Oh my god! And like it, it was so weird because it's like oh I remember it's like like and and like culture man like culture is like I think gradually trying to make it like the early two thousands again, which was a horrible time, but like right now we're firmly like pining for the Clinton nineties. 
You know what I mean? Like, we're not trying to make our own history anymore. <laughs> we're just like, oh, that felt good. Because we're so fucking seared from everything that's happened to us, from these circumstances that we've inherited, that we're just trying to go back to a time when things, there was a narrative that made sense to us. You know what I mean? As a people or whatever. Free Britney. Right, yeah. Well, um, well, let's, you know, let's pivot here. There's uh, all those issues, but <laughs> there are solutions to those issues. And more importantly, there is hard-hitting commentary and analysis. And I'm referring, of course, to the uh, inimitable, uh, insightful words of Gail Collins and Brett Stevens in the pages of the New York Times. Um, we're going to do a reading of this article. It's called The Many Faces of Post-Trump Stress Disorder. Oh, God. <laughs> PTSD. PTSD, that's right. Um, generally, we have to have a setting for this one, and I don't know. Uh, I guess we could we could throw a couple out there. Um, maybe this one could be set on the decks of that boat that's like currently wedged in the Suez Canal. <laughs> um, you had a very funny tweet about that, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> well, that that's interesting because. We just talked about the Costa Concordia a few weeks ago, and uh, once again, it's just like, could you imagine fucking up on a scale, like a magnitude like that? Like, I beat myself up for, you know, just stupid <laughs> things I've said or or whatever. I mean, there's no coming back for that one, I guess, if it was me. <laughs> oh, man, no. no. The day I make a Costa Concordia error mistakes, the day I check out <laughs> of my own elect. Right. Could not live with myself. Um so yeah let's let's set this one either on the deck of the of the suit of that boat or at the bottom of it where that tiny excavator is trying to dig it out. <laughs> okay. <laughs> we need some like jackhammer noise or something. Yeah, okay. I'll I'll splice in an uh inloader <laughs> sound on the way in. So anyways, uh post the many faces of post-Trump stress disorder. It seemed like everything was calming down until it wasn't. So, lights, camera, and action. Gail, before anything else, I know we're both as one in our sense of heartbreak and horror at the massacre in Georgia. And while it's not yet entirely clear what exactly motivated this <laughs> depraved perpetrator, it has sparked an overdue recognition of anti-Asian hate crimes. Oh, absolutely, Brett. As well as the wrenching regret that this is still a country where, in many places, anybody can walk down to the corner gun shop on a whim and buy a rapid-fire weapon that can kill multiple people in a matter of minutes. I um, agree there, too. And the third thing we both agree on is that it's good to once again have a consoler-in-chief in the White House. <laughs> Not to mention someone who doesn't stoke... Uh, racial divisions like yeah. a certain former president I could mention. Yeah. And I don't mean Millard Fillmore either. I just want to pause there. Not to mention someone who doesn't stoke racial divisions. Okay. This guy during the campaign was saying that the virus came from China and that we need Biden. Biden was saying this, that we need yeah. to be aggressive on China. He just this week uh, had his own you know words quoted in a 
a meme telling people from Haiti to stay there and don't come here. Yeah, he's not he's not stoking racial divisions. Not at all. Um, but yeah, I I don't mean Millard Fillmore either. Anyways, continue, Gail. Brett, I've never been a big defender of Millard Fillmore, but I do think <laughs> you're mostly prejudiced against his name. If he'd been christened, say, Joshua Fillmore, he'd have been just as bad a president, but less memorable. Little known fact, after his presidency ended in 1853, Fillmore, who had been a Whig, was the anti-immigrant know-nothing party's presidential nominee in 1856 and actually won Maryland's eight electoral college votes that year. Lesser known fact is Fillmore was out of the country at the time of the nomination, given the state of communications back then supposedly knew nothing about it. So he was a know-nothing, know-nothing. But I'm sorry, go on. (laughs) I wonder if there'll be more or less people naming their children Donald in the future. Oh my God, this is going to be bad. (laughs) Depends on the zip code, Gail. If the numbers begin with... Three or seven more. If they start with oh one or nine, I'm guessing that Donald is going the way of Miller. Time time out here. So what the fuck? I read that and I had to look that up because I was like, what the fuck? So this tells me several things. This tells me first of all that they don't re- obviously they don't record this in person. They they probably send messages back and forth to each other on e- email because there's no way that Brett could dial up in his mind the zip code map of this i i don't know maybe he can maybe he's that big of a fucking dweeb yeah but i yeah i had to look it up so three and seven are the zip codes for most of the south and texas oh one and nine are the northeast um new york area and the western the west coast so um wow anyways yeah i'm sure that wow i'm sure that the vast majority of kids in the south are gonna like people i mean maybe they'll start naming their kids donald i don't know (laughs) anyways i i have a cousin and an uncle both named donald so well they're ahead of the curve though. they're ahead of the curve yeah uh to get back to your point It is sort of amazing how much Joe Biden has turned out to be the perfect president for the moment. But I have a vague memory that you're not a fan of his actual domestic agenda. Someone once pointed out to me that the American presidency combines the ceremonial role of the head of state and the political role of the head of government. Unlike, say, in Britain, where the queen is the former and the prime minister is the latter. I'm liking Joe a lot as head of state. He relates to human suffering. He shares the limelight. He speaks softly. And he isn't using social media to pound himself into my headspace like a construction site jackhammer at 7 in the morning. And if you're a progressive, he's getting a whole lot done. Trouble for me is I'm not a progressive, which brings me to my (laughs) objections to him as head of government. Well, that's sort of why we converse, although I really do enjoy the historical forays, too. Wait, wait. Obviously, I I just need to jump in here. That's an interesting thing. I hadn't thought of that. So it kind of just goes to show you, not that you need to, like, psychoanalyze Brett here or anything, but it does give an insight into how these people arrive at politics. It is purely yeah. through abstract reasoning. Like, it's weird because he lays out these things and says, if you're a progressive, you would like this. But I'm not a progressive. So, I mean, it goes to show you that, like, their politics aren't based in any kind of 
real world experience. They're quite literally just based in like what they read in a book and thought that that sounded good. And right. and so, I mean, Brett's not the only one. Obviously, there are a lot of people in the world like this. You know, namely people who like go to college and decide they're experts of like Chile or something, and then angle their way into like a pundit. You, you know, you get what I'm saying. It's just an yeah, interesting yeah, yeah. thing. Um. Anyways, I'm sorry for cutting you off, Gail. Yeah, she's getting. She's about to get sassy. <laughs> Obviously, I'm a fan of Biden's plan. The big infusion of money to jumpstart the economy and support the antivirus program has such widespread national support. Is that your big problem? Or the aid to the states and localities? Help for victims of domestic abuse? I know I'm trying to tilt the argument here. I love when liberals get a little feisty. They always, like, try to cool it at the end. (laughs) Also... I, I, before I read this, okay, let me read this first, and then I want to circle back and make an, a, a, an editor's note. Okay. Gail, did you ever see the 1980s remake of Brewster's Millions? <laughs> I feel like Brett has echoed Brewster's Millions more than once in this column. <laughs> like, I remember bringing up Brewster's Millions, and not because I love Brewster's Millions, but like, I re- seem to remember like him talking about this. Yeah. A little, you're a little one note, Brett. Richard Pryor plays a minor league baseball player who learns that he stands to inherit $300 million, provided he can spend $30 million in 30 days and not just buy giving it away or buying fancy assets. Turns out it's not so easy to do. What a fucking idiot, dude. What was your editor's note to this? Or was it Brewers, Brewster's Millions? I just think that, like, that I was just saying that Brad has br- definitely brought up Brewster's Millions in this column before. Yeah, you know... Just to rewind a second to when Gail was getting sassy, she said the big infusion of money to jumpstart the economy and support the antivirus program. Like, as, I don't know why when you said that, Gail, I don't know why when you said that, it brought like the darkest vibes on me that just immediately connected mentally to the mind state that I was in on uh, Tuesday night when I was having a fever dream. And I think the reason why is because... They, I don't know how to articulate this. It's like there is such a darkness at the heart of this country. And to think, to imagine that it can act benevolently is really what ignited my suspicion. Because I've not had any evidence in my entire life that this government acts benevolently to its people. It's only acted abusively and in in harm and violence. And so the idea that they would help us... Just, I think that's where the paranoia came from. And so hearing Gail say that, it just, I don't know, it just put it into stark relief for me. Does that make any sense? Yeah, no, I think absolutely it does. I think, uh, yeah, no, I think that makes sense. I, it's, it's kind of like when, it, I don't know, it's like if you have a friend who bullies you all the time and then suddenly is like offering you offering to give you his like lunch money or something you would be like what what's 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 the going catch? on yeah what's going on here you know what i mean like that's kind of why i felt so particularly like, sort of dark and paranoid about it it's just like wait you're not doing this to help me i mean obviously you could say it's done for profit which is ultimately what is going on here but right i don't know <laughs> Um, anyways, once again, I keep cutting off Gail because I'm sexist. I apologize. Go on, Gail. We're trying to silence women's voices on this program. (laughs) 
Brett, I always thought of myself as pretty well versed in pop culture, but every week you have a TV show or old movie that I've never met. <laughs> I am, as always, in awe. Well, that's only because I don't read books, Gail. <laughs> the old, the old humble. <laughs> you know, you, I know that routine. I fancy I, myself a uh, a learned guy, so I'm just going to act like a dumb guy. Right, right. But I have a feeling you believe Brewster has a moral. I do. Congress passed a $900 billion stimulus in December. Does anyone even remember that anymore or really know how the money was spent? Now we have another $1.9 trillion in stimulus, meaning Biden has to spend several billion dollars a day for the rest of the year, and that's on top of the normal federal budget. Even the $1,400 stimulus checks he's sending out to most families in the country only gets him to about $400 billion. This might make some sense in the face of another year's worth of a pandemic, but assuming the vaccines work, we're spending into an economic boom, which means it's totally unnecessary, hugely wasteful, and probably inflationary. I know Democrats think this is like a big political winner for them since nobody ever says no to free money, but that's a subject we should revisit in about a year when the cost of living shoots up and people start realizing that free money ultimately means increasingly worthless money. Editor's note. <laughs> Trump did Trump gave people more money and that didn't cause like any sort of weird inflation thing because all this shit is made up anyway. Yeah, dude. I, I hate I hate economic wonks worse than anything because they talk so definitively about something we all know is bullshit. Yeah. But like only Our, they yeah. know though. Only they know how the real gears of the economy turn. It's not I, um, that we have like a, a fucking cotton industry that we just artificially prop up that and cotton farmers can't sell anything in this fucking country. Right. I, you know, friend of the show and um, listener John, um, J.P. Tormy. I don't know if you guys know him. He's written for The Baffler before. Good guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, he said he had a good tweet about this the other day. He said, always remember when any ancient D.C. psycho is screeching to the heavens about inflation... That terror is based on a time when workers, through low unemployment and high union density, started to eat into the real profit margins of capital, and yeah. and so that's what you, it's what you're talking about, Tom. It's just like this wonk shit that is just a weapon against uh, working class uh, politics. Right, right. In the same way, automation, like they threaten automation. Right, right. All that shit. Yeah. It's wild though to see this breakdown that. 400 billion was the money directly to people out of 1.9 trillion right imagine if we had split a trillion or two trillion dollars among everybody right right i I just i like gail though you always you always have a movie i've never it's just like brewster's millions is a pretty popular movie and she's like 60 years old (laughs) like (laughs) anyways Well, I don't have a good movie reference to use as a comeback, although I could make one up. Remember the comedy when Tom Hanks had to spend $200,000 a day without letting anybody in the family know he had any money? (laughs) I seem to remember that Hanks was in a film called The Money Pit, which is about an epic fixer-upper of a house, but maybe it really was an allegory about the federal budget. 
You always win pop culture wise. She is so fucking stupid. <laughs> <laughs> She's so fucking dumb. I love that movie. But about inflation, the Fed can take care of pressing problems and a wholesome tax hike on the rich would help balance the budget. Where's Paul Volcker when you need him? <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> Who's that? He, uh, was the, he was the old Fed chairman, right? Yeah. Under, who was he under? Carter. Clint? Carter? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just saying that the people in Washington who beat their chest about red ink are Republicans who keep cutting taxes on people who can well afford to pay. Yeah, we will be in agreement into eternity about the fiscal hypocrisy of the GOP. But let's switch tack to another kind of hypocrisy. Looks to me like Andrew Cuomo was going out is going to brazen it out as governor, despite yet another woman coming forward with allegations of improper behavior. Something tells me that if he succeeds, the hashtag Me Too movement will basically be dead. Your thoughts? Jesus. Dude, I, this is a fascinating answer, uh, Gail. So uh, but strap in your bootstraps, everybody. Oh, God. No, 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 no. You can't call a movement dead when it's transformed the American workplace. <laughs> what? Before Me Too, male supervisors often felt they had the right to put the moves on the women whose careers they basically controlled. Some imagined their co-workers were eager to be kissed on the cab ride home from an office party, flattered to be propositioned, amused to be swatted on the rear end when they walked to the copy machine. What? Uh, I just... Editor's note. Uh... So I obviously don't know what it is like to be a woman working in fast food, for example. But I'm going to go out on a limb and say that the Me Too movement did not transform the American workplace in service industries, for example, uh, retail. I mean, I don't doubt that it probably did for some of the professional careers. Oh, uh, yeah, because this, I mean, like, the H... Only, only non-profits. No, yeah, o- non-profits well, only... And- only places with HR departments where they're like, hey, we actually can't do this anymore because there's something – there's like an online thing called the Me Too movement. Right. But there are women probably still sexually harassed out the ass in service – like low-wage workers. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Because they're disposable. Absolutely. But it, it goes to show you that what Gail's perspective is. Like, that, those are the only jobs that she sees as valuable. Like, professional, white-collar careers. Like, you know what I mean? Like, right. you work at a, media, a large media company or something. Like, but even then, she's probably... I think she's probably being a little too rosy. You know what I mean? Like, a little too... I don't know. Just, just being a little too generous about yeah, yeah. about the effectiveness of it. But, but then again, I don't know. That's not my yeah. lived experience. <laughs> and let's just circle back around to uh, Bill Clinton is holding a global summit yeah. on the treatment of girls. Literally. Exactly. Also love that her examples here are all literal like scenes from the office. <laughs> right. You know, this is just like ridiculous. Right. Anyway swatted on the rear end while walking to the copy machine really gail right <laughs> like does do offices even still use copy machines i mean i don't work in an office anymore but <laughs> no one's been in an office in a year uh oh <clears throat> agree completely and all of it is obviously wrong what i mean is the politics of it if this had happened to Cuomo at the time the Harvey Weinstein scandal broke, I don't think the governor would have survived it. Now it seems he will. 
his career is over. I'm sorry he didn't resign, but he's done. If he ever tries to run for something again, he'll go through a hellfire of humiliation, followed by defeat. Feel free to remind me of this in the future. (laughs) As you know, I dislike Cuomo from forever, and none of the revelations surprised me. But even now, I wouldn't entirely rule out a fourth Cuomo term. The lesson of recent politics seems to be that the scandals rarely break a politician, and voters often admire shameless polls who never apologize or back down. He's not wrong. <laughs> Is that well, you, Tanya, or I have Gail? A long... <laughs> well, I have long contended that people vote for the person they think will accomplish what they want done, never mind the morals. Jefferson, Jackson, Grover, Cleveland, all got elected despite scandals in their private lives. Kelmo, I hate saying his name, I can't say it right, openly (laughs) lived with Sandra Lee, a celebrity chef, for most of the time he was governor. But grabbing powerless women in your administration is going too far. Wait, I gotta interject here. What? This is an interesting thing. You know, I would I would say Gail is probably one of the liberals who was absolutely blown away by Trump's nomination. And, and I'm not absolving myself here. I was myself was pretty shocked about it. But the reason why they were shocked about it was because of, you know, how crass he is. There was the pussy grabbing tape and all that. But what she just says here, she says, I have long contended that people vote for the person they think will accomplish what they want done. Never mind the morals. So basically what she's saying is. She's saying that she understands why Trump was elected, but she doesn't actually think that. Does that make I, sense? Yeah, she was either either she's lying or she was just feigning outrage the whole time. <laughs> right, right. But kind of a dumb point, but it's just interesting, I guess. You know, I truly hope so too, and maybe I'm still traumatized by a certain former president I mentioned earlier who also just bulldozed his way through a nominee. Post-Trump stress disorder should be a dis- disdiagnosed <laughs> medical condition. Uh, I wonder I wonder if those of us who suffer from it might be entitled to some relief if in that giant stimulus package we were arguing about. Hee-hee. <laughs> hee-hee. <laughs> she fucking... Hee-hee. She typed hee-hee, I guess. <laughs> a still-traumatized conservatives rescue program? Let's see if Congress can come up with anything that interesting. Cue the wow. laugh track. Cue, Cue the give, sign give the Give it up for Brett and Gale. <laughs> the boat is still the, stuck in the canal, by the way. Smattering of applause. <laughs> the Suez Canal <laughs> is still blocked. 12% of global trade has been halted because of these two. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, my gosh. Oh, oh god boy. damn. I am starving. Too much coffee this morning, my friends. <laughs> Too much coffee. Um well, I mean, we can save speaker pieces for the Patreon this this weekend. There's a lot of them. I will say this, if you want a reason to sign up for Patreon, um the speaker pieces this week were perhaps the horniest I've seen them in a long time. Like, speak, speaker piece goes through waves, you know? It, it, there's, like, a lot of subtweeting where people are like, I'm gonna fucking kill you! And then there's a lot of, um, you know, political stuff where, uh, you know, people trade shots at one another. But then there's, like, 
every now and then like a, a wave of horniness and my only explanation for that is that it's easter coming up yeah it's spring it's it's a very fertile time yeah very horny very horny time this is the first yeah it's the first uh issue of spring this week Mm-hmm. i couldn't be less horny <laughs> yeah yeah i have no interest in other humans at this point anyway that's why i was like doc i need off the zoloft and she was like no you don't <laughs> Oh, trust me, I was thinking about increasing your dose, actually. <laughs> she she gave me the age-old, like Terrence said, just keep an eye on it. That's what she told me. All right, all right. Um, yeah, that is one side effect of Zoloft. You will have zero libido if you're on the kind of doses that I'm on, anyways. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, I, I was on, like, a very low dose because it was for my PMDD, for my, like, basically my PMS. And but then when shit hit the fan in the fall and I finally lost all grip on reality, I literally emailed her and said, "I need you to double my dosage." And she just did it. <laughs> I didn't even have an appointment. <laughs> <laughs> like you need to call in a double dose. I'm I'm fucked up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that makes already. sense. <laughs> yeah, shit, it, that checks out. It tracks. Is Easter Easter's not this coming Sunday? It's it's next. next. The fall. It's Got the first it. weekend in April. Well, he's not risen yet. Not yet. Oh. Not on Zoloft, he won't. <laughs> Good one, Gail. Still got it. You still got still it. got it. Winning that pop culture zing. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, anyways, hopefully that's an inducement to sign up for the Patreon. But if you need any more reason, um, plenty of content over there. We put out, we unlocked an episode just this past week. Um, that I thought was pretty good. Mm. Um, and so, uh, you know, go check that out. P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash Trillbilly Workers Party. It's a pretty good deal. Um, and uh, I am, I'm on four podcasts this weekend. <laughs> wow. Yeah, look at you, little pod queen. Well, two of them are ours. Two, our two episodes, of course. And then I'm on Into the Abyss today. Check that out. It's fun. And then I have my um, my uh, Patreon episode drops on Sunday on the full moon. So happy full moon, everybody. That's right. Um, and uh, just to set the record straight, currently uh, Amazon Twitter account is going around telling people that workers don't pee in bottles in Amazon factories. You love to see it. So they, de- <laughs> but they definitely do. So <laughs> literally, who gave them? Who gave them the green light to start Twitter tweeting, to start replying on Twitter? And how in the fuck was that their first chime in? So it was about piss bottles. And the one guy's going after Bernie on there. And it's like, man, Bernie's got a lot of desperate people that do a lot of desperate things for him, and nobody likes Amazon, <laughs> right? <clears throat> um. Somebody pointed out that it might have been Paul Blessed. I can't remember, but like, very rarely have we seen Amazon as just like publicly as just whiny and pathetic as we have over the last week or so (laughs) over this union. Yeah. Um. So fuck Amazon. Support the union. Um. All right. Anyways. Go check out the Patreon. Thanks for listening, everybody, and uh, have a good rest of your week. Peace out.